0: hey guys it's melissa here from melissaoatman.com welcome to another episode of awaken your inner awesomeness i am so delighted you're here with me today because we have two very special guests i was fortunate enough to be a guest on loa today which is a podcast all things law of attraction spirituality it was so much fun and today i have the honor of having two of the hosts from loa today here with us to talk all things spirituality and about their podcast and Law of Attraction. It is going to be so much fun. I have with us today Mr. Walt Thiessen and Louis D'Souza. They're both here from LOA today. So welcome, guys. Thank you for being here today.
1: Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, hi, Melissa. Yeah, good to be here.
0: I'm so excited that you're here because I had such a fun time on your podcast. And I'm so glad that you were able to come and be on my podcast as well. Um, we had a
2: lot of fun, too, by the way.
0: Yeah, it was so much fun. and uh, We were just got into all things spirituality and talking about energy, and it was a great conversation. Um, so I'm so excited that you're here today. And I would love for you just to tell us a little bit about your journey. How did you end up creating the LOA Today podcast?
2: LOA Today started in September of 2012, although really it started about four or five years before that. Um, I started it because I was in a really bad place, um, financially especially. Um, My wife and I both basically lost our businesses with the financial crisis, completely wiped out within a matter of months and had been struggling ever since then to recover and still hadn't really recovered. I'd seen the movie, The Secret in 2007 and kind of got sort of what it was about, not really. I hadn't been exposed to Abraham Hicks yet. but I figured, well, if I start a podcast, I can just, you know, reach out to people who know all this stuff. I don't have any money, but because I'm the host, I can get them for free and I can learn all this stuff. And it worked. It was a great plan. So that's where it started. And then it just kind of grew over time. And I'll, I'll let Louie tell his story, but he came on a few years after that. And, and it was pretty cool how he came on. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um... It's difficult to know where to where how far to go back you know as, as a kid i was always interested in, in, in why i'm here what's the big reason i'm here so it was difficult for me to to focus on maths history biology and science because you know nobody would tell me why i was here until i knew why i was here i felt all the rest was a bit arbitrary you know so okay. um it's been a long, long journey for me, uh, finding out, you know, my own truth, because I asked my mom at the age of eight, you know, what's truth and love, God, truth, love, and God really about, and she said, and I realized I had to find it out for myself. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, you know, it's been a long journey. And, uh, you know, I've I've studied the law of attraction in, in different ways at different times from from uh, a, quite a lot younger age, from about the age of 20, I started to bump into the law of attraction quite consciously. <clears throat> and then I thought, you know, let me, let me start sharing some of what I know. And I looked at the different podcasts on the law of attraction and Walt jumped out at me immediately. Um, I popped on the next day um, and Joel was on there. And uh, then I, I I literally came onto his show um, on the video conference call, um, on podcast. And uh, four years later, I'm still here.
0: <laughs> so you must have added some value to the show, I would say.
1: No,
2: nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let him fool you. He has tremendous value.
0: So for anyone, I know that most of my guests know what the law of attraction is, but Maybe there's somebody listening who really doesn't understand law of attraction or what that means. So can you give us, I know it's a big topic, but a little nugget size explanation of law of attraction and maybe how it, you see it working in your own lives.
2: Louie's great at this one. Louise, take a swing at this one. You're
1: great. <laughs> I was going to say, well, you go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so basically, there's a saying in English, what is it birds of a feather flock together? And that kind of hints to it. Um, And really, very, very simply is what you think about you draw more of that to you. Um, So there's a universal force out there, there's a power that will amplify your thoughts. And it's called the Universal Law of Attraction. So when you put out a thought, it'll start bringing like vibrational thoughts to it. And thoughts become things, which is um, uh, something that a lot of people do, do get these days quite, quite well. Um, so what we're doing is we're, we're really being clear about what we want. And then we're drawing it towards us. So what, one of the main things about the law of attraction is if you say no to something, you're saying yes to something you don't want. So I don't want cancer. I don't want cancer. You're going to get more cancer. I don't want war. I don't want war. It's a very good topic at the moment. You're going to get more <laughs> <Yes>. war. <laughs> okay. So you're saying... you. Well, what was it, uh, Mother Teresa was at a party and somebody right. asked her, come to my anti-war rally. And she said, no. Somebody else came up to her and said, come to my peace rally. And she said, sure.
0: Yeah, exactly. that's a great
1: perfect <laughs> and, example of that, yes. And, and <laughs> it's it's from the perspective of, really clear about that. From yeah. the perspective of,
2: of, of somebody from a religious background, it's sowing and reaping. If, if you yeah. have any kind of Christian background, if you understand what sowing and reaping is that's law of attraction they're usually presented in a much more limited fashion than what we talk about but that's what it is sowing and reaping
0: and i think a lot of people unintentionally without realizing it because of the way that we've been conditioned to think they're calling in the things they don't want like and finances you know oh i i don't want to be broke i don't want to not have money you know and they're the way that you're forming these thoughts is actually bringing in the thing that you don't want Because you're attracting it with your thoughts and with your vibration. So it's learning how to shift those thoughts, right? I am abundant. I have everything I need. I am thankful for having everything that I need. And that tends to attract in a different vibration and different things in the universe than the other, the first thought. Yeah. Oh, yes. Very powerful stuff for sure.
2: (laughs) It's powerful. And it also gives you a lot to talk about. I mean, when I first started the podcast, literally, I was thinking about it just in terms of, you know, giving information from other people because I didn't really totally get it yet and hoping that uh, in the process, I would actually figure out how to attract more money in because I need money at that particular time and, and improve other areas of my life as well. Um, what amazed me is that, yes, after the first 100 or 200 episodes, you've kind of burned out on the topic directly itself, but law of attraction touches every area of our lives. And when you start looking at it that way, I mean, that's how we've ended up doing over 1,600 episodes because every single episode is talking about life. How many different ways can you talk about life endlessly? So really, there's no limit, which is the really cool part.
0: Yeah, that's amazing that you have over 1,600 episodes. I. Get that it amazes I me 700. <laughs> yeah. i mean
2: i did all of them and i'm still amazed by it to be perfectly honest
0: <laughs> yeah i totally understand that that's great though i love that you have all of those episodes so when you what kind of guests do you have on now i know it's you said you dive into topics that are more than just law of attraction but i know it all kind of goes together anyway as you said law of attraction touches really every part of your life But what are some other topics that maybe you guys cover on your podcast?
2: Oh, geez. Um,
1: (laughs) Where do you want want to begin, Louis? (laughs) Uh, The occult metaphysics, um, out-of-body experiences. um, (laughs) Science, math, arts, um, entertainment. Yeah.
2: I mean, news items. I mean, when when we were in the middle of lockdowns with the pandemic that was a topic of conversation quite a bit um most of the of the first nine years or so nine and a half years of the podcast it was me and co-hosts like louie um and only in the last few weeks really about a month month and a half i've been aiming at getting more outside guests in and i'm just kind of anticipating they're going to give us even more to talk about than we've already done that's really it
0: Yeah, we had a really great and interesting conversation all about energy and how your energy uh, does so much and uh, how it's important to keep your energy also high and vibrating at a high frequency. And that also touches on law of attraction, too, because, you know, when you have very low vibrational energy, it's harder to attract in the things that you want. Um, And usually the low vibe energy comes from fear-based thinking and things like that. So do you guys ever give advice for people who may be stuck in that very low vibrational energy that how do you get out of that fear based thinking? Because for me, that's a lot of what it is, this fear coming in and causing you to think about all the things you don't want to happen, which is what you end up attracting.
1: Yeah, Melissa, you've often heard I don't know, you've got kids. Yeah. So um, you often hear the advice, you know, when you're frustrated or angry with them go to your room cool off and then give the punishment and the it's a similar kind of concept with the law of attraction is when when you are down in the dumps find something that you can think about that you love your cat your dog your Maybe one of your kids, if it's not the other one, Um, (laughs) um, you know, or somebody that you love or something that makes you feel good. And then when you're in that good vibrational place and go back and look at the problem that you had, but don't look at it while while you're in that lower vibration point. Because if you ask yourself the question, when do I make good decisions? Do I make them when I'm happy or do I make them when I'm unhappy?
0: That's a good, yeah, I like that.
2: and to more specifically answer the question that you raised. Yeah, we, we address these topics a lot. One of our favorite things is when listeners send in an email or a, you know, a messenger message or whatever, asking a question. Um, our, our listeners have actually gotten to the point where they're pretty advanced. So we don't get a lot of questions anymore. But we were getting them fast and furious for a while there. Boy, was that fun. We, we could take one question and turn it into a podcast. So mm. yeah, we, we love that. And and that's part of it. I mean, we, we also lately... Uh, we've been bringing guests in from outside. And so there's been more focus on law of attraction directly. There was a time there where we could go through episodes where we might even mention the term once during the entire episode, because the rest of the time we're just talking about strategies for dealing with life situations. You know, like you were describing, the, the fact is we're, we're constantly learning how to be better, what we like to call conscious creators, Uh, We're we're trying to be more effective in the kind of lives that we're trying to create for ourselves. And in the process, we all experience challenges, right? We, oh, I have this going really good, except that's not going so good over there. You know, and that becomes the topic of conversation. So yeah, to answer your question directly, we talk about that all the time.
0: I love that. And I know that that's really, really needed because people are out there. I think everything that's happening right now is bringing up a lot of fear in people, whether it's, oh, there's talk of going to war, or we have a pandemic going on, all of these things are bringing up a lot of fears for people. So now, especially people need somebody to say, okay, this is how you get out of that fear and get back to what I like to think of as just living from a heart-spaced place, right? Where, we're not in our heads so much all the time because when you're in your head you overthink and that's where the fear comes in but living in a more heart-centered way so that when you come from a place of love looking at things we tend to act in a much different way you know you if you're having a, a disagreement with someone you know this if you're in your head about it you constantly think oh this person did this on purpose and now i'm gonna get revenge But if you come from a very heart-centered space, then it's, well, why is this happening? Well, why does this person feel this way? Then it's more curious and it's not so much I need revenge or, you know, it's, I think, a much better place to be in. But a lot of people are so conditioned to be in their head and think way too much. And we tend to make our problems worse than they are because we can't, see a way out and again that fear comes in and we make them ten thousand times bigger than they actually are because we you know we're like what if what if what well, what is going to happen and then like you said you end up calling in the thing the very thing that you didn't want to happen gets called in
2: yeah boy is that fun yeah. <laughs> when that happens oh god oh i did it again i can't believe i did it again <laughs>
0: yeah Yeah. but we do it a lot of people we do it a lot because we again we've been so conditioned i think to focus on what we don't want instead of trying to focus on what we do and i was watching a special yesterday it's actually on pbs they had deepak chopra and Mm
2: -hmm.
0: it was uh how to reach enlightenment it was a special like that And I just turned it on for a few minutes because I was on my way out the door, but I had to stop and he was talking about what do you do, he was talking about the very thing we're talking about right now law of attraction. And how we stop calling in the things we don't want, and one of the things he talked about was he had an acronym stop and I don't remember what every single one of them called for now what it meant but it's basically take a deep take three deep breaths think of something positive, think of whatever you're thinking of, think the opposite of it. So if you're thinking, you know, oh, my relationship is in shambles and we're breaking up, what's the opposite of that thought? And now focus on the opposite of that thought. And I thought, you know, that sounds so simple. (laughs) But it really is that simple. And I think we just make it way more complicated sometimes.
2: You mentioned how we are uh, programmed, so to speak, how, how we have all the, these programming influences. Uh, and it's true, but by the same token, we also program ourselves. And I don't think we give ourselves enough credit and enough responsibility for the fact that we program ourselves. Um, just the way we talk to ourselves. Um, you mentioned the Stop Ackerman. I, I can't remember what that is off the top of my head either, but there's another one like it, HALT, H-A-L-T which stands for hungry, angry, lonely, tired. It's four different states that you do not want to engage in going after somebody else if you're feeling that. And you talk about being in the heart space. Well, the only way you're gonna know that you're feeling that is if you're in the heart space. If you're in your head, you can skip that over. And I'm really good at that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it, takes, it takes practice. You have to actually say, oh, how am I actually feeling right now? Oh, if I'm feeling one of those things, this is probably not the best time for me to criticize somebody else. This is probably a good time for me to take a break, kind of get myself into a better feeling space deal with whatever that situation is, feel it through, and finally get to a point, like you say, where I'm finding something that feels better, something that actually improves my lot in life, rather than continuing to feed me all this stuff that I really didn't want in the first place.
0: Yeah, I think that's very interesting, because, you know, as adults, we don't do that so much. But think about when we were kids. I know that when my kids would get crabby, you know, they would be not as well behaved as I would have liked them to be. My mom always would say like, are they hungry? <laughs> That's the first thing, like, they're probably hungry. Oh, they're tired. Oh, they're this. So we know that we react those ways when we're kids. Why wouldn't we continue to check in with ourselves as adults? Like, wait, am I did I say that because I'm hangry? Like what is the problem?
2: <laughs> they've even developed a new term for that, hangry. Yeah yeah combination right
0: fitting right very fitting <laughs> definitely <laughs> yeah. in my life a time or two so yeah sorry for what i said when i was hungry didn't mean it.
2: <laughs> it's crazy but it's also part of the journey it's yeah. part of what we're, we're mm-hmm. we are every step of the way I've, One of uh, Louise and my favorite authors, and let me just put it this way, one of our favorite authors is a gentleman named Richard Bach, who many people may recognize. And the particular novel of his that we love the best is called Illusions. One of the best, uh, many there are many great uh, thoughts and ideas that are shared in that book. One of the really cool ones is the one that says, we basically are here to do one of two things. We're here either to learn, That's and that and almost all the things that we do boil down boil down to that one. Or we're here to have fun, or some combination of the two. And when you think about it that way, you realize life is a continuous learning journey where we're trying to have fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. And we need to learn how to have more of that fun.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no kidding.
0: Yeah, yeah. Getting in touch with that inner child that likes to play. We don't do that enough, I think, in this world
2: funny too because when um louis and i actually did uh, a podcast episode on illusions and it's one of those books i don't know if you've ever read it but it's one of those books where you're going through it every single page is a new thought something to focus your attention on for a bit and say wow that's really you know that that's important or that's deep or something like that and yet despite that fact we zipped through the book do you remember that louis I mean, we really we moved through it fast, and I'm not quite sure why we did, but I guess it's because it's it's a very short book, I suppose. Well, yeah, it is, Mm. yeah, yeah. And he lays out the ideas so beautifully. I think that's probably so crystal clear, Mm. yeah.
0: And it's called Illusions.
2: Mm. Illusions, yeah. It came out in the 1970s. Um, It it was written way beyond its time. (laughs) Yeah, oh, way ahead of its time, no doubt. It was written after his probably most famous book, Johnson, Livingston, Siegel. And uh, it, Siegel kind of lays out some of the early ideas behind it, but illusions really opens
1: them up. Yeah, pretty cool stuff.
0: Sounds very interesting.
1: He does say at the end of the book that he never never needs to write another book ever. This he did, a, that's right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> of course, he wrote five, four or five others, but that didn't stop yeah, him. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> 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 won't go there. No, and they were good too, by the way. Oh, they were brilliant, yeah. Yeah.
0: So how have you guys seen law of attraction working in your own life? I would just be curious. And I know that your whole concept for creating this podcast was for you to learn more about it so that you could use it in your own life. And you said that you were experiencing financial difficulty when you first created this podcast. So how did learning about the law of attraction help you in that area of your life? I'm just curious.
2: Do you want to hear the short story or the long story? (laughs)
0: It's up to you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> listeners will listen to either.
2: <laughs> I think Louis heard this story but I'll I'll try to give you the short version of the long story. Um as I said I started the podcast in 2012. At the time we were living in Virginia. We had lived there at that point for about 9 years something like that. And we were in pretty bad straits financially speaking. We were deep in debt and My wife at one point, uh, about a year later, came to me and said, you know, I really don't like it here in Virginia. We both came from New England. She wanted to move back to New England. And I said, well, that's fine with me. Um, And and the interesting thing, she was afraid that I was gonna say no. And there was no way I was gonna say no because she had agreed to come to Virginia to help me when I was moving my my mom and my dad into a senior center. So how else (laughs) I going to possibly turn her down, right? But anyway, that's another story. but the only concern I had is we don't have any money. How are we going to move? And what are we going to move to? You know, I, I I had a semblance of a business. Her business was gone. So she would have to either get a job or start from scratch. We, we had to go find an apartment. And that takes money because it was like a 500-mile trip. And we didn't have any. I mean, literally, we were just, we were living on credit card at that point. It was, it was not a happy situation. But I was willing to give it a shot. So anyway... I'll I'll slide through the salient points quickly. First, that summer, um, the people who lived across the street had been evicted from their house and they left four cats behind. We ended up adopting, despite the fact that our lease called for zero pets. That was interesting by itself, by the way. By the time October comes, that's when we're thinking about making the move. We take a trip to Connecticut on a credit card and look around for a, a place to live in the town we used to live in. Uh, cause we were hoping there was one particular apartment complex that was a fairly nice one for the price, but it was very low price compared to everything else that was around. And we thought that there was one open cause we'd heard about it and called about it. And then we got up here and we found it was gone. And she had also uh, tried to get a job and couldn't get a job. And bottom line is, it was a failed trip. And so we went home discouraged. And about two or three weeks later, we decided to try again. So go up to Connecticut again. This time we, we arrange again to try to get that, uh, an apartment in that same complex. This time we do find that, th- that it's available, but when we get up here, the person who's supposed to meet us doesn't meet us. And by the time he does meet us, the apartment's gone. and so we're thinking wait a minute this this isn't the way this LOA thing's supposed to work what's going on here we decide well we'll just keep going because it just means it hasn't arrived yet so we end up going into a real estate office on a Sunday and as everyone knows real estate offices usually aren't open on Sunday but we just found the one that was open and we ended up meeting with the one person who was in the office who had been a realtor in town for about 50 years and had been the guy who had sold the land to the apartment complex owner back before they had built it. Wow. And after a long conversation he, he pointed out, well you do know they have another complex at the other end of town, right? And we said, "No, we had no knowledge of that one." And so that the next day, Monday, we end up calling the complex again. Now, bear in mind on Saturday we had, or Friday rather we had called And then Saturday again, we had called. And both times they said, we don't have anything else available. On Monday we called and and asked about the other complex and they said, oh yeah, sure, we got two available there. I said, well, why didn't you tell us about that when we called before? (laughs) Well, you were asking about the other complex. Okay, (laughs) so bottom line, we ended up getting an apartment. It was identical to the one we used to have. And miraculously, it was at the same rent that had been offered at 20 years before. So the rent hadn't even gone up. Louise ended up getting a job. It wasn't a very good paying job, but she ended up getting a job. And we ended up going going back home thinking, okay, we're in pretty good shape, except for one thing, we have to move in two weeks. How are we gonna do this? We had two vehicles, neither of which could make the trip that we were in in one of those two vehicles, but I mean, I knew this was a car that was on its last legs. It had about 235,000 miles on it. It wasn't gonna make another one. The other one wasn't gonna make it either. So we're trying to figure out how to navigate that, trying to figure out what to do with the cats. The new lease that we had would only take two out of four. So we had to find homes for the other two trying to figure out how to pay for the move, who could make the move for us because we couldn't do it ourselves. We had too much stuff. I mean, it was just one thing after another and it all had to happen in a two-week period. And the way it all ironed out was, well, a few things happened. First, the day before the move, I sold one of the vehicles, but the way I sold it was, it it was the one that we had driven north in and I hoped to get like $800 for it or or $500 for it, but I asked 800. And the guy showed up two days or the day before we moved and said, looks great, except it doesn't have any oil in the engine. I said, what do you mean it doesn't have any oil in the engine? I looked and sure enough, it didn't have any oil in the engine. Now I had just driven it 20 minutes before. I had driven it like 45 miles (laughs) with no oil in the engine. (laughs) This is not possible according to the laws of physics, but it works just fine with the law of attraction when you're trying to unload the car. And the guy says, well, I can't give you 800 for it. So I'll give you 500. I said, okay, (laughs) that's what I wanted. The day of the move, now the mover had agreed to, uh, he said, I can tow your other vehicle, which is a pickup truck, behind my moving van. I said, oh, that would be wonderful. That way we could get a vehicle up there. That we could tool around in that until we can get a better car. That'll work. The day of the move, he shows up and says, oh, I found out my insurance won't let me do that. So now I have to unload a, a pickup truck in two hours. This is not a happy thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: While I'm trying to figure that out, one of his workers comes up and says, hey, is the pickup trail for sale? <laughs> and I said, uh, yeah. Now I was hoping to get about 1,200 for that one. He says, I'll give you 1,500 for it. I said, okay. And the owner of the moving van says, uh, oh, that's not worth 1,500, give him 1,200 for it. And I said, okay. So we end up cutting a deal to let him buy the truck for us like an hour or two before we had to leave the property. And that's a truck that at that point, it was worth nothing to me. I couldn't sell it in two hours. That's not possible. But through the law of attraction, it became possible. And then we drive north afterward. And uh, we're we're in a rental vehicle at that point. And in the rental vehicle, we realized, oh, my God, we don't own a vehicle. (laughs) We got to get a car while we get up there. (laughs) So the next morning after the movers move us in, we start looking around for a car and couldn't really find anything that day. Went out the next day to a, uh, a dealership right near us. And that dealership had um, basically there was nothing going on that day. It was January. It was about to snow. Nobody was coming in. And we, we went in very honestly saying, hey, we can't afford a lot. Well, we're, we're really in bad shape financially. We, somehow we need to get two cars. We're not sure how we're going to pull this off. If we have to settle for one, we'll settle for one. But you know, every single time they, 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 they were trying so hard to find a way to fit us into a car. And they're trying to get us into new cars, into leases. Um, but we just couldn't afford them. Long story short, they ended up giving us leases on two brand new cars at 40% off the rate. Now, anyone who's ever dealt with a car dealer knows you don't get leases at 40% off the rate. They just don't do that. But they did that for us that day. So we ended up driving off the lot with mediocre jobs, barely any money at all. We certainly couldn't put any money down and we got two brand new cars out of it. And then after we got home, Louise went to work at her job. And the first day on the job, her feet started acting up so badly she was hobbled she couldn't even move so she had to quit the job that didn't pay very well anyway and within a couple months we reopened uh she had had a gardening business before so we reopened the gardening business and that took off so literally in the course of a very short period of time oh and by the way the the cats i didn't mention the resolution of the cats we kept two of the cats the other two cats had to go to a shelter it was not a no-kill shelter so we were kind of worried about them, but we managed through contacting contacts after we moved to Connecticut. People we still knew in Virginia, we managed to find homes for them. So everything ironed itself out, but it was a hell of a roller coaster to get there.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it. wow. That's awesome, though. That's incredible that you saw
1: that. I've never heard that story, Walt. <laughs> I never told you that one, Lily. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> it's like wow. I guess I told it so many times. I thought you heard it too. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs>
0: Wow, that is certainly proof that the law of attraction was working in your life. How incredible. Yeah.
2: And and when you're in the middle of it, it's like, it's horrible. Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. you you can't plan, you can't figure anything out. You have no idea how it's going to work. I mean, as far as you know, I mean, we weren't all that far away from being homeless, to be perfectly honest. That's how bad things were. And look how it turned out. And why did it turn out that way? Well, first of all, I had no idea how to plan my way out of that. I'm a planner. And I, do, I could not conceive of a plan that would work. So I had to just kind of throw it in the towel and say, okay, I give up. Universe, fix it for me. I don't know what to do here. So that was one thing. I kind of quit um, in terms of trying to make things happen. The other thing is Louise and I have a great relationship. And that relationship basically helped us through. We, we supported each other through it emotionally, mentally, you know, in, in all ways. And in fact, the uh, car dealers that I mentioned, one of the reasons they said they were giving us this huge discount is they liked our relationship which Mm -hmm. I thought was really interesting, but that they they made a point of saying, you guys have such a great relationship. We're trying to do what we can to help you. So (laughs) there you go. That
0: is interesting. So Louis, how about you? How have you seen the law of attraction working in your life?
1: Well, Melissa, I'm a bit of a different animal. Um, I've never really struggled financially. So uh, it's, my, my journey and my focus has always been to understand myself deeply and my my reason for being. Um, so w- when I first came across the clarity of the law of attraction, I'd, I'd come across it in bits and pieces when I was younger, but Abram Hicks definitely took the law of attraction and made it um a hundred times clearer than anywhere else I'd seen anywhere still today. There's nothing that comes close to the clarity that the Abram Hicks teaching can give you on the law of attraction. Um, so once, once I put all the pieces together after listening to maybe thousands of hours of, of different stories using the same philosophy with different people and their problems, um, which is why they're very, very powerful. They've used the same ideas, the same concepts with uh, many different people in different situations to just make it clearer and clearer. So um, once I started applying it very clearly, what, what happened was fascinating to me because I'd often unknowingly or, or not that clearly, I tortured myself mentally. Um, I had psychological drama going on in my head and I, instead of actually seeing things for what they are, you know, I'd think about them or worry about them or or have other things. So the biggest thing that the law of attraction did for me was um, stop stop me torturing myself, gave me peace of mind on a level and a depth, which I can't quite describe to to most people. Um, But I did, did play with the physical attraction side a little bit. So I... As a kid, I loved James Bond, and James Bond. There was a Jaguar in it, so I like uh, I, I like the idea of a Jaguar car. I never had one or anything like that. I hadn't focused on it, but um, so I, I just started saying I wanted to see Jaguar cars. Um, and but I want to go back further than that. Um, in the beginning, I decided to to follow the advice that Abram Hicks gives and say, you know visualize a pencil, something you don't have any feeling towards having or not having, um, and see if you can manifest those in your life. And I was very successful with arbitrary things like pencils and cups of coffee and this and that and the other. Um, so that that was easy. And then I, I went on to the Jaguar idea. So, so let, me, let me just think about Jaguars. And I looked around, there's no Jaguars in our area, maybe one or two. And then I started walking around the neighborhood a lot at that stage um with my little one and uh i started seeing them parked in driveways and sometimes passing and then started seeing more and more and more jaguars and then eventually i looked at this all and i said you know i want to see a red jaguar i've seen that one red color which is really nice i want to see that one so i started seeing more and more of the, that red jaguar and i like the newer model i didn't like the older one when it came to the color and the shape and the size and so then I focused more and more on the red one and my wife was kind of in agreement yes this is a good color and so I said eventually I got to the stage where I said well you know let me visualize me having it so I started visualizing it in my garage and having it and all the rest of it so you know that that was all cool and then you know it just worked out that my wife was at work she's a nurse at night and she was browsing the web and she saw this make and model and color at a at a dealer down down the road you know it was about half an hour drive so my wife came back she didn't go to sleep i drove her in the old car down to this place we sat and we had a look at the cars beautiful really really nice secondhand but you know only a few years old and and then we spoke to him and we saw sort about finance and all the rest of it and you know even on the way down i'd sorted out finance finance was no problem um <clears throat> and uh, we got the best deal possible on any shape and form and we we just said to the dealer you know we're just gonna have a cup of coffee and come back um we're just gonna chat about it so he said fine so i went off we sat down the the, the thing then we discussed you know buying it or not buying it in, in our circumstance and um we made the decision we're going to get it so as soon as we got back into the old car something had never happened before is you know in an automatic you guys in america know about automatics if you put your foot on the brake then you can move the move it into drive and if you don't put your foot on the brake you can't so um i put it on my foot on the brake and i couldn't move it this old car was just saying you know you've rejected me now <laughs> <laughs> And um, I'm not going any further. So, like, we sat there and I tried and I tried, and eventually it moved. So, um, I was managed to take it back to the dealer, drop it outside. And um, the dealer had already been around the car and he only gave us 100 quid for it, you know. And I, I would say that's fine. You know, I was quite happy with that. It was a, uh, an old Honda and it was scratched here and there. We used it to move and gardening and everything. Yeah, it, it was a workhorse. It was a station wagon. And um, so we eventually got it back. And we walked out of the place. Oh, yeah, I remember when the guy was doing the finance, I was sitting there playing a game on my phone. And he said, you know, aren't you worried? Is this going to go through or not? I said, No, no, I just turned the, the phone around. I said, Look, I'm actually playing a game. I'm, I'm There's nothing in the universe that's going to stop this car manifesting. I've spent so much time years. Focusing on Jaguar, on building up the whole vibration of this, that I knew there was nothing that was going to stop it, and I've seen my garage at the moment, and I love it. It's beautiful. It's really, really nice car. <laughs> um, but again, that that is to me the smallest thing that the law of attraction can do. For me is is physical? Those kind of physical manifestations. It's it's big for a lot of people, but for me, there was that the that mental peace of mind. And you know, if people can understand the depth and breadth of the law of attraction and how much more it can give you, it's incredible.
0: I love that you bring up not the physical aspect of getting things, which is nice, and it's nice to be able to Mm. do that, but that it has helped your mental space in because I think that there's a lot of unnecessary suffering that happens Mm -hmm. on our part because of our thoughts. So using the law of attraction to even shift your thinking so that you don't put yourself in that mental prison all the time. I think is also a really, really great example of why the law of attraction is so important and is, is mm-hmm. such a great mm-hmm. tool. So I love that you mentioned that. And I also love that you bring up start small. You don't have to manifest a jaguar right away like you know, mm-hmm, it took you a while, you had to build up to that. So, they always recommend starting with something small, whether a pencil, like you said, a cup of coffee, mm-hmm. or a quarter. Can I manifest a quarter? You know, because you really mm-hmm. don't have too much attachment to anything. And no, you that's don't. The that's that the people, important thing. Yeah. yeah, it's that attachment. Like, well, if I get a quarter, that's great. If not, okay, that's great too. Whatever. I don't really have that much attachment to a quarter, it's, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think that that's where a lot of people get stuck in this, too, is putting too much attachment on different things, too.
2: There's a really interesting point that one of my other co-hosts, Daniel Mangana, makes about this kind of thing. He says, we all have an edge of believability, an edge of trust, and it's going to be different for every one of us based on our experiences. That's one of the reasons why you start small and you build up over time. And if you do that, he even wrote a book about it called Money Game. He says, if, if you build it up over time, what happens is your edge expands outward. Every time that you reach the edge and then do the same activity again to attract the next thing, maybe out a little bit further, your edge keeps expanding out. So you, maybe your edge is currently, that you could attract $100 and not much more than that. But you get to the point where you are consistently attracting a higher dollars. And then you, then you try to attract 125 or more or 150 or more you know small small steps like that and then you successfully do that and then you aim for something even bigger than that and you can actually end up taking leaps I mean you can then try to attract a hundred dollars you end up attracting a thousand dollars you know and that becomes your new edge and so you're okay. constantly pushing the edge out there a little bit more a little bit more a little bit more and when you do it that way you just keep going and going and going until you get as far as you want to go with it
0: Yeah. And you bring up a good point because it has to be some believability that you can attract that. And I think when you start small like that, that's what builds that. Oh, look what I did. Oh, I can do this.
2: One of the biggest points he makes in his book is you got to keep track of it. I find that I am really, like most people, I'm really bad at recognizing how often I attract stuff into my life. Mm -hmm. It wasn't as still, I, I mean, because of his book, I've been tracking it. Over the last two and a half years, I've had—we're not talking about you know stuff that I'm trying to build a business on or whatever. Just you know, blue sky stuff showing up, blue sky money. I've attracted money seventeen times over the last two and a half years. Right. There is no way I would have recognized that was going on if I didn't write it down.
0: Right, right. And what's the name of the book again?
2: Money Game, Money Game by Daniel Magana. In fact, um, we're actually offering it right now as a, a, a freebie. If you, there, we have a, a group that I started. Is going to be for people who are um, subscribers to and listeners of of LA today. Um, I started a few years ago. I kind of let it stay dormant, and now I'm starting to build it up. Um, and uh, if if you join that group, you can get a copy of the book for free. Daniel has given us the ability to give the book away for free, even though he sells it for twenty bucks on Amazon. So it's pretty it's pretty generous gift.
0: That's nice. Very nice.
1: Melissa, well, the the other thing that's very interesting about the law of attraction is aloe, or the law can manifest a quarter as easily as it can a castle. Yes. So you start realizing that the only thing that's stopping you is your own belief structure. Then if you break down the word belief into its meaning, if I said to you, Melissa, what is your definition of the word belief and don't use the word belief in it, what would you answer? (laughs) <laughs> put you on the spot yeah
0: yeah ah <laughs> uh, that's tough uh your deeply held perceptions of things maybe
1: and the perception is what
0: the way you see things i guess
1: and and what you see things is what
0: physical things right or it can be physical what do you
1: see things with your eyes and what do you, I see things with your brain? <laughs> your brain and brains are uh, brain is thought. Yeah. So I, I did this very specifically to break down that chain going back to thought. So the best definition I've ever heard, and it does come from Abram Hicks, I give them credit for it, because they did give it to me is a belief is a thought you think often.
0: I like that. Very
1: true. And I had a 16 year old girl trip me up because I was quite impressed with this new philosophy I had. And, and uh, she said to me, Louie, I don't believe that. She said, I believe, I believe you're a nice guy, but I haven't thought about it often. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to take a month off to think about this. <laughs> and what I started realizing is there's a difference between a thought and a belief. And the difference between a thought is you generally don't think about it often and a belief you do think about it often. And there's a scale in between that. And I started to to really realize that a belief is a thought you think often. And if I choose a different thought, I can change my belief very easily.
0: Yeah. And we talk about habits too. And it's getting in the habit. You think often habits are bad, but habits are just doing the same thing over and over that become regular and routine. Why can't that be a good thing. So changing those bad thoughts or negative thoughts into good thoughts and making that a habit of doing that regularly. um, That's part of the key things I think and part of what you talked about in making you know your mental uh state better right like not suffering by always mm. being so negative and beating ourselves up with our thoughts and instead changing those thoughts so that we can live a more inner peaceful life right mm. and that's so important too
1: there, there's another way i've started to look at a look at it recently which is i find quite fascinating is um We've been taught from a young age to sharpen our intellect. We taught from a really young age to learn our ABCs, our one, two, threes. Then it goes on to you know biology, science, maths, and and then in greater and greater depth. And by the time we finish school, we've got quite a sharp mind. Yeah, but. What is happening is we tend to use it to argue with our parents or or fight with us or fight with that. So we start using this intellect to attack. Um, And then we start realizing that most of that attack is actually to ourselves. And if you break it down from a perspective, there's only two ways you can be hurt. One is if somebody else stabs you or hurts you from the outside, or you hurt yourself mentally. Okay? okay. And that hurting so there's only two ways you can be hurt one is either physically or mentally and the if somebody else is stabbing you that that's horrible but it's okay somebody else is doing something to you and you do the best you can all right but when you start stabbing yourself with your psychological drama that is that is atrocious that's a that that is a, a crime you shouldn't be hurting yourself we should learn to understand how to use our intellect in a way that doesn't harm us. And this is why I bring this up about the law of attraction. The law of attraction taught me that. Because it's very much, if you focus for more than 14 seconds on what you don't want, the universal law of attraction is going to manage, make it bigger for you. If you like it or not, if you want it or not, if you agree with it or not. You spend more than 14 seconds of focused on one topic that you don't want, it's going to become bigger. And when you focus on 14 seconds on what you do want, it's going to become much bigger, so you really start seeing the plus side there, um, and that is really, really, really powerful. Because what is, what also happens is you get a huge appreciation for the negative. Yeah. Why is the negative so important?
0: You have to have conflict. You know our challenges that's what helps us to learn and grow and, and helps you, you know you become stronger through it so mm-hmm. it's. I know we talk about this we've talked about it before, on this podcast you need those challenges, we need yeah. that adversity, we need all of that, because it, it is what. helps us become stronger it's what helps us learn and, as you said, what we're here to do two things we're either learning or having fun right <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> So there's we came way. into this world knowing i mean we knew this was a world of polarity we knew it was a
1: world of contrast yeah and we came specifically for the contrast and contrast is the teacher mm-hmm. any good teacher any good master mentor etc his job its job her job their job would be to show you contrast and the clearer they show you the contrast, the quicker you're going to grow. Because contrast is really the teacher.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: When you know what you don't want. This is, this is what I, I learned when I was young. I knew there was a big secret. You know, I was looking into life and why it was there. And I knew that if there was no darkness, there'd be no light. If there was no valley, there'd be no mountain. And I knew that there was, that was, abs- there, there was a great truth in there. But I had no idea how it related to a human. And then Abram Hicks came along and said, when you know what you don't want, you have a better idea what you do want. And I was like, that's the contrast. That is the teacher. That's the teacher. And that's how it works in a human. I was very excited about that.
0: (laughs) That is a huge aha moment though, isn't it? Mm. Like when we know what we don't want, now we know what that teaches us what we do want. And now we can focus on what we actually want, not the things we don't want. Yeah.
2: Reminded, I'm reminded of something too. You, you mentioned uh, people suffering, lots of suffering going on in the world, you made reference to the fact that there is a war currently brewing in the Ukraine. And it reminds me of a story that I once heard told actually by uh, Joel, who we referenced earlier, and it, it's about a gentleman who was on a plane and found that he was sitting next to another gentleman who was a native of poland now poland anyone who knows the history of poland knows they they know what it's like to be invaded by the russians they were invaded by the germans i mean just about everybody has invaded the polish at one time or another they have a long history of it and uh, so, they, so they got talking and uh, our, our man was talking to the to the polish guy and says well wow, you know I, I have so much admiration for the Polish people, because they've suffered so much, they've been through so much, and the Polish man just cut him right off and said, no, no, yes, we have struggled, we have never suffered. It was a really important point for him.
0: Yeah.
2: Struggle is one thing, suffering is an entirely different thing. Suffering is a choice. Struggle, you may have to struggle through things, but you don't have to suffer while you're doing it. Mm -hmm.
0: Exactly, I love that, I say that all the time. Like suffering is a choice that you know we can't control all of the time things that may happen things that come up but we can control ourselves we can control how we react to it and how we what we choose to focus on so you can focus on the suffering and then you create more suffering or you can say this is a lesson for me i'm learning something here and choose to try to focus on the lesson you know what what am I learning why am I going through this what what's coming out of this what am I being taught because as you said challenge and struggle that's the true teacher so yeah I love that good point
1: the the way I like looking at it is negativity or negative emotions are expansion points that's all they are And if you look at them as expansion points and not negativity or not good and bad or not anything else, then you start saying to yourself, oh, now I know what I don't want. Well, now what do I want out of the clarity of that specific subject? And then you start realizing there's many of those subjects and you, but you're taking each one. Every time you feel negative emotions, oh, I know what I don't want. It's clear. Uh, What do I want out of that? And, and it's a, you, you get a huge appreciation for negativity, a respect for it, expect respect for the expansion.
0: I love that. I like looking at it like that. Definitely. It's, about it's hard.
2: Let's be honest. That's, that's not easy to do. It takes time to, to get to that point. But boy, does it pay off.
0: Yeah, it really does. I used to let things bother me and any little thing that didn't go the way I wanted it to, I would get so upset. And I realized... <laughs> how much more i was making myself suffer that i was turning something that in the grand scheme of things is not a big deal and making it a huge deal it drained my energy it put me in a bad mood i you know i lost that inner peace and i like you said it took practice but could get to the point where that same thing would happen now and i'd just be like "Mm, okay well that was interesting (laughs) now just move on and it's not as big a deal and it really does help with the not allowing yourself to suffer. Because a lot of that is self created. A lot of it is self created.
1: If it's psychological, if it's in your head, then you know, you're doing it to yourself. Um, The one thing that I'm really looking at a lot at the moment is uh, never look up to anybody and never look down at anybody. And if you think about it, when you're looking up at somebody, you're usually putting them on a pedestal, giving them attributes, which they may not even have. Um, and you're not you're not really seeing them for who they are. If you're looking down at somebody, you're focusing on what you don't like or want about them. Um, and that's not doing anybody any good yourself or them. So, you know, actually just seeing things for what they are, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a journey to actually cut away all the psychological drama and just see things for what they are. And, you know, if you're rude to me, Melissa, I just say, well, Melissa's rude to me. Wouldn't it be nice if she was nicer to me? Immediately comes to mind. And if I'm rude to you, I would say, wouldn't it be nice if I was nicer to you, you know? And then you just moved on. You just seen it for what it is and moved on, you know? And uh, that really, really changes things after a while. Yeah. Really makes life a lot easier, let's put it that way. Yeah. I was in the sauna yeah, the other day and uh, the lady was saying oh I feel so bad sitting here in the sauna while all those people are suffering in the Ukraine <laughs> and uh, I, I said to her you feeling bad do you think it helps them and it was like Mm-mm. I said what's the greatest gift you can give anybody Um. And uh, I told her my answer to that. She came up with different ideas. Um, And I said, well, what about your own happiness? Don't you think that can be one of the greatest gifts you can give anybody is your own happiness? Can you give your own happiness to me right here now in the sauna? She's like, I suppose so. And... I said, well, you know, there, there, there—it is. There's, there's something you can do for the Ukrainians. Be happy, because the universe will feel it, and it will amplify, and it will move around. The universal law of attraction will amplify, and that is something you can give the Ukrainians right here, right now. Yeah. And it was really an interesting idea for her because at a, and she was a yoga teacher, and she started arguing um, quite a bit. Of, with with the whole idea but um it's, it's a long complicated story but one of the other people i speak to often came into the sauna and took over but she was uh quite pushy and i'm gonna get her on the show well she says she's gonna come on on, on the show Fascinating oh, okay. individual fascinating individual um so the yoga teacher ran away but um that's a long story <laughs> short <laughs> uh, but i have lots of conversations in the sauna <laughs>
2: And most of most of these stories start with. I was in the sauna the other day. I mean, that's the way they all yeah. start.
0: <laughs> Everyone's like, "Where my does book, book, My
1: book dialogues started. in the sauna will be out soon."
2: <laughs> that's gonna be the name of your next book, I think. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well, this has been such a fun conversation, and I've truly enjoyed having you both here today. If we have people listening who would love to learn more about. The law of attraction they love your energy and your personalities and just want to listen to your podcast follow you want to go and listen to LOA today where's the best way for them to do that.
2: Wow, there's so many different ways. But uh, first of all, thank you for having us on the show today. I know that I'm sure Louie will say this too. I've, I'm having a blast here. This is great. Yes, so this is been been really, fun. really fun. So thank you very much for that. Um, in terms of uh, finding LOA Today, we're on all of the major platforms. We're on most of the minor platforms. If you're not really sure which one you'd want to use, maybe you don't even currently listen to podcasts regularly on a, on a particular platform. Well, we make it simple for you. Just go to LOAToday.net. Forward slash subscribe, and you'll find all the most popular platforms right there with links to our particular show. So it'll make it really easy for you to sign up that way. Um, also, feel free to uh, reach out to us both there or th- or through uh, the various social media channels, you know, Facebook, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. Um, we, we're more than happy to respond to any kind of request. And and it's not just about Law of Attraction. I mean, yes, that's what's in the title, but we talk about all aspects of life. And like Louie was talking about, our greatest goal is to have your daily dose of happy. That's the way we, we subtitle the show. We want to bring our own vibe up and help bring the audience vibe up. So it's just a vibe lifter, among other things. So so it, even if you don't need to learn about Law of Attraction, to just tune in to help raise your vibration every day, because that alone will do more than anything you can think of to just live a better life and have everything you want in your life.
0: Yeah. And who doesn't need that? Everyone needs a daily dose of happy for sure. Actually yeah. today. Absolutely. I love it. So I'm gonna put you on the spot. Like I already haven't done that already. But I always like to ask our guests to leave our listeners with a little piece of wisdom that they can take with them for the day. So we'll start with Walt and then we'll go to Louie. Do you have a little nugget of wisdom that you would like to share with our listeners today?
2: Sure. It's actually one of my favorite things that I've I've really honed in on in the past year and really learned a lot in the past year. Um, it, it actually came from one of my other co-hosts who um, is now, he, he's more of a guest. He doesn't uh, regularly do the show with me. His name is David Strickle. Um, and what what he said was actually, he, he's a channel. So it's kind of like Abraham Hicks. And I've had
0: David on my show.
2: You have? Okay. So you know David. Stream, right? So um, what the, what the stream said was, The highest vibration in the universe is appreciation, not love. Appreciation is the highest thing that you can um, basically go for. So appreciate everything and especially appreciate the things that you previously didn't like.
0: Yes, not easy to do, but very important. You're very right about that. Mm -hmm. Love it. Okay, now you're up, Louie. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I was just thinking something else Sabre Hicks uh, taught me was uh, it's easier to still the mind or to meditate uh, than it is to focus on what you want. Just something for, the, for, for people to think about. It's, uh, it's, it's interesting because there's two ways of, of doing it. One is stilling the mind so that the resistance goes and and you can start getting what you want because you've lowered the resistance. And the other one is focusing on what you want, which is step one. And, uh, and then getting, getting what you want that way. So the easier one is by stilling the mind.
0: Yes, I agree. That is really good advice from both of you. And this is such a fun and awesome conversation. So thank you so much to both of you for stopping by today and sharing a little bit of wisdom with us
2: and
1: some fun. Thanks, too. Oh, being here.
0: Yes, absolutely. And don't forget to check out their podcast. The link to the show will be in the show notes. So go check out LOA today. Thank you so much. And thank you to all of you for being here with us today. As always, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening. And the greatest compliment you can pay me is to share the podcast with those you think might enjoy it. I hope you guys have a beautiful day from wherever you're listening. As always, I am sending you so much love and light, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.